This gospel message is brought to you by the redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. Nice to see every one of us again. Uh, we pray that from strength to strength we will go. Uh, from glory to glory the Lord will take us. Today happens to be the very last Sunday in the month of February, two months nearly gone. In under 36 hours, we will be into a new month. And in this past few weeks of the month of February, the Lord has led us through the theme, Victorious Faith. Amen? And my prayer is that the path of victory, the Lord has set our feet on shall be one we will never depart from. Mm. I learned that during testimony, they were saying prayers. You have to say it twice before you say amen. It is well. I said the path of victory. The Lord has set our feet on. Shall be one we will never depart from. In the name of Jesus Christ. But we're talking about victorious faith. Uh, I also discovered that there is an aspect of this victorious faith that I sense the Lord wants us to talk about. And that in itself will even form, in part, the theme for the next month. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It says, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. It says, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Uh, it won't belabor you, but who has got the title for that one then? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Eh? Hearing. The word. The word. Oh, okay. Um, unless you have seen the prayer point for next <laughs> which I said is sending. So, uh, Bishop, you cheated there. <laughs> it's a holy cheating. So that's the theme for next month, anyway, the word. Amen. Uh, it shall be our month of the word. The word of God will work for you. The word of God will work for me. In the name of Jesus. So the title for today is Profiting with the Word of God. Um, so that connects the one of this month to that of next month. Profiting with the word of God. I discovered that the dividing line between success and failure, victory and defeat... Heaven and hell is what to do with the word of God. I tell that again. The dividing line between success and failure, victory and defeat, heaven, even heaven and hell, put it that way, is what a person does with the word of God. And when we look at that word, we're talking about either the written word of God or the word of God personified who happens to be our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The scriptures, if we can't talk about the word without having many Bible passages, so follow me carefully as we go through the word, because the word of God has got an inherent power uh, that makes things happen, even without you doing anything much about it. There was a man called Pilate in Matthew chapter 27, verse 22. He asked a very pertinent question that is still raging today. Pilate said to them, what then shall I do with Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said to him, crucify him. 
That question is still asked every day. What will you do with Jesus? Pilate decided to persecute the word of God. And he got the result for that. The Jews, they persecuted the word of God. That is Jesus himself. And when you go on, you saw the two thieves on both sides of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Luke chapter 23, verses 39 and 40. The two thieves on the side of our Lord. And there they were. They made two different choices. One decided to do something with the word. Another one decided to do something different with the word. Uh, you soon recognize as I'm going on that you can't talk of the word of God as impersonal without talking about the person of Jesus Christ. It's very intricate and central to this word of God we are talking about. But there was another one that I saw about people doing something with the word of God. And that touched me. In fact, that was almost going to be this title for the sermon today. And I'll talk a little bit on that one. Come with me to Matthew chapter 10, verses 35 to 37. And we can do a little bit of Bible study before I go back to my preaching there. Then James and John, that is Matthew 10, uh, Mark, sorry, 10, 35 to 37. Then James and John, the son of Zebedee, came to him, Jesus, saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Grant us that we may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left in your glory. And then that's verse 37. We leave it there. What do you think has to do with doing something with the word of God there? We ask him that what has God, that got to do with the word of God, Jesus? These people here, James and John, because by the time you go to verse 41, he said, and when the ten heard it, they began to be greatly displeased with James and John. You see, my is today, and that's where I know uh, it's strange that pastor is saying this one, that God is here, and the word of God is here. When our sister Ugochi was talking about this very topic in the workers' meeting this morning, uh, I said, and by the way, anyway, you have a gift of teaching. You, know? you can see me later, I can lay a hand on you for that one. Yeah, you are. It's, it's still very, in, very at the beginning, but it can blossom. It's not only prayer. So you'll be asking, what has that got to do with the word? Uh, what has that got to do? What do you do with the word? It's what many of us are doing with the word today. We are merchandising with him. They saw him as a means of popularity. They saw him as a means of rising to the place of high esteem. And that was what she was talking about this morning. Are you serving to be seen? You are merchandising. You are, not, you, are, you are doing something different with the word of God. What are your goals? I had to personally check myself over and over again. Since I started ministry, what is this about? Is it so that I can have the biggest church in town? No. If it turns out to be, oh, really? No. This will have the best building far from it. Are those things happening? Absolutely. Is it so that even miracles will happen? I say, ah, why immediately you get under Pastor Chris's ministry, something happens. No. Are those things happening? Absolutely. 
But the primary reason why you must serve the Lord and follow him must be, and this is not a Bible or a theological speak or just a cliche. It's right from the bottom. And that is the only route for ascendancy for anybody. You must serve the Lord primarily because you have encountered him and you love him. We don't talk about loving God anymore. We sing it. But I'm not sure we are walking in the depth of deep relationship with him. Too many are just merchandising with the Lord. And don't go to some other big ministry outside. Here, I must be seen. I must be heard. I was telling somebody yesterday. I said, since I have been in ministry as a young believer up to now, I've never asked that I should do any ministry that has to do with me being seen. Have we done something for the Lord by asking? Yes, by printing pamphlets behind where nobody sees it. But has God also projected us without also asking for it? Of course he has. Of course we continue to do it. Never ever, if you want to go very far with the Lord, all those that God used mightily, there were people who, because they know the gravity of it, this one said, want to sit at your right, at your left. Jesus rebuked them. And anyway, and that's why I don't pray the prayer, Lord, let this be the best church in town. It might look funny to you. It does not, Lord, let us serve you well and be pleased with us. If you want to make it best, make it best. Jesus told them, he said, do you know that what you are asking for, it comes with a cup? I was in the community of some other people and they were praying about it. I said, ah, you don't understand. Just serve the Lord. Just serve the Lord. You know, 2022, I started with us talking about deep things. Have you noticed that? You know the reason? Because we're about to go to a higher place. That's why. It has to be because, uh, true, I'm still young. I'm not as young as I used to be. A mark must be left in our lives. Amen. An indelible mark. Not all the noise. After you have shouted and shouted, everything fizzles out. And I want people who will be solid, whom God can say, I'm proud of that place. Go to the place. Uh, so you could see why I'm commending who got you differently. Definitely. She, I don't know how long you prayed before you ended up with that topic. We'll come back to that later. Amen. Amen. Uh, your amen must be very muted now. I understand. Don't, sir. No, 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 no. Don't. You are taking it in. I'm fine with that one. <laughs> Some discussion. Uh, it would be good for some of you to plan to go to Solace Assembly in Nigeria. It's a program to attend. Uh, it starts today, actually. And um, I will be there by God's grace. So, uh, uh, when we're having that meeting, people want to be shouting, that is say, no, 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 no. There are some matters that are beyond just a shout of hallelujah. You can shout it inside, but we're talking serious. Because those are the things that change lives. You see people going high in the law. You see people even going high in their business. Believe me, a lot of underground work has gone into it. Personal prayer, personal study, personal consecration. Look. Uh, I'll go on with my topic. Somebody say hallelujah now. What will you do with the word of God? Amen. <laughs> I've 
told you about that. What about the word written? Because there are two types when the Bible says word of God. Still got a fairly long sermon to preach. So let me go on. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. He said, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So it's not everyone that hears the word that makes something out of the word. Amen. Indeed, it was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith in those who heard it. And I came to one conclusion, brethren, when we're talking about the written word of God, that the judgment of the world will be easy. I, how do I say that? I'm just but God will make the judgment. But even we as human beings, we agree with God easily. You know the reason why? Why judgment of the world will be easy and everybody's judgment? Because nobody can say before God that I don't know. They say even ignorance is not excuse in law. But for every human being on the surface of the earth, they can't even plead ignorance because they are not ignorant. Why? The best-seller book in the world is what? How many copies have been printed? Eh? Uh, eh? It's countable. <laughs> Five billion. Five billion. Nobody has ever printed books or sold books. The other research are more than around 50 million or 100 million. Five billion sold, given away. People will allow their life to be in jeopardy. In this same Iron Cotton Russia place, with all this nonsense that I do, and mark it to the glory of God, God will be glorified in that place. Though. Because when mouth of man starts speaking, what is bigger than them? God will be glorified. In that sense, people risk their lives to go and distribute Bible. They will pack it in boots. In those days, you cross the communist line, you want to take Bible there, they catch you, you're dead. And yet, people from Western world, that is, I know, they will smuggle Bible there. Some of them, they were caught, they were killed. Some of them, they were caught, they were sent into the Siberia prisons. The same book. I was even going to bring my uh, hard copy of the Bible, I forgot. Brethren, the word of God must be cherished. Amen? But what about those who did not hear the word of God? Romans chapter 1, verses 20 to 22 says that the word itself is speaking unto them. For since the creation of the word, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and glory. And God has so that they are without excuse. That is, everything you need to know about God is available to you. Long time ago, even before now, I was not even a pastor. I was just newly, newly born again. 1986 or so, went to see a relation of mine. Very clever guy. Took first class from the uni. Perfect head. Cha, 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 like that. And I was just a young graduate. Yeah, wasn't, I'm not dull myself. So we started discussing. He was trying to tear me apart on the Bible. He said, what about this? He was giving me statistics. And I quoted that place for him. For the first time, he kept quiet. He made some very cheeky comment. Uh, he's seen a clever Christian. I said, we see that's the insult. He said, all Christians are clever. It's in your own folio that you didn't know. And that is true. Those that have not even heard from the Bible, God speaks to them from the creation. So nobody will be excused. But for those of us that are here, don't look for any sign. Because in Luke chapter 16, verse 29, somebody went to hell. You know the story of Lazarus? 
Somebody went to her, and he was asking that, you know, that Abraham should send somebody from the dead so that he can preach. He said, even if somebody came from there, they won't listen. What did he say there? They have Moses and the, what is Moses and the prophet? The Old Testament. That's what they call it in those days. He said, they have the Bible. If they don't hear the Bible, if they can't hear the Bible, they won't hear anything. I want you to the word of God we change from now on. All right, since the final determinant of success and failure, victory and defeat, heaven and hell, is our attitude to the word of God. The question, therefore, is what should I do? Do you agree with me? You made a good case for us. Word of God, living one Jesus, be careful with him. Don't play around with him. Don't use him as a means of just projecting yourself. The written word, study it, believe it. But let's see now, in clear teaching terms, what should I do with the word of God? Number three simple steps to profit from the word of God. Number one, hear it. I believe that the top engagement of man with God is to hear him. You must know the voice of God. Amen? John chapter 10 verse 27. John 10 27. You must know the voice. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Do you know the real test of all relationships is how you hear that person? I hope you know. That's why people still struggle with relationship. The real, relationship, the real test of relationship between servant and master is whether the servant can hear the master. In actual fact, the book of Exodus chapter 21, the Bible tells us that the way a servant that has served, a slave rather, that has served his master well, and he said, where am I going to be free? I eat here, I have children here, my life is progressing here. He's even giving me a small plot here. I'm not going to start on my own. Master, I will serve you the rest of my life. Do you know what he said? He didn't ask them to give them a bangle. He didn't ask them to put a mark on their feet. He said, take them to the pillow, to the pillar of that house. The post of that house means the entrance, that is, that's the threshold of the house. Say, drew a hole through their hair and say, so from now on, it's my hair that I used to covenant. The only way you really know somebody is in your life, belongs to your life, is that when you talk, they listen. I use that as a, as a test all the time. Some people, I know that they don't listen. They may listen to somewhere else. I know that they're the only passenger through my life. And you parents, you must use that authority over your children. Not forcefully in the place of prayer. If I were the one that gave back to you, ah, you have to listen to me. As I listen to God, you must listen. There's no reason why a child should be so arrogant and not listen to you as a parent. Even when you are missing it yourself, if that child is a child of God, you will say the right thing for that child. Even when, unfortunately, the person is living wrong. How much more you are a child of God? Hearing is so central onto a relationship. Why are couples breaking up? Because they don't listen to one another. Wives complain about that. You know, I think it's usually men that have, that have that problem usually. They keep saying, she will listen to everybody outside. She does not listen to me. Very common. You men, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you, 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 you've been there before. At least you've heard others say it. Friends, that is the mark. John 15, verse 15. Let me take that one and move on very quickly. So if you will follow God, my brothers and sisters, please let us learn to hear him. No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. 
But I have called you friends for all things that I have, that I have from my father, I have told you. So it's all about hearing. I have from my father and I share with you. And please be very economical with whom you share things with. If they are not worthy of you, don't share with them. Because what you share, what you speak to people is a very precious thing. If I talk to somebody that don't listen, I keep it to myself. I reserve it for those who will enjoy it. The way you know that a person is with you is whether they hear you. The way God knows whether you are with him is how keen you are to hear from him. I remember very clearly, clearly before we move on, hearing is a very selective and voluntary act. Uh, when we talk of hearing, you know there is active hearing and passive hearing. You know that. Active hearing is called listening. Uh, so let's focus a little bit more for the next two or three minutes on listening, which is the real kind of hearing we are talking about. Tell you three points about listening. The art, I call it the art of listening. Number one, if you will now begin to listen to the world more and grow, have an exciting relationship with the person who is speaking. Come with me to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 to 7. Have an exciting relationship with the person. Many people want to listen without, you know, you... You need, to, you need to buy into the person before you buy into their preaching. That's why if you buy into the person, others may not hear what you are hearing. I've, I've noticed that. We, all of you are here now. Some listening remotely. All of you are not hearing me the same way. Those that have a relationship with me and they've trusted through the years... They are hearing about 10 times, sometimes 100 times more than those who are just passers by. What does it say? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with what? With all and with all your... Verse 6, what does it say? And these words which are commanded today shall what? And verse 7... And then you shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them. Where did this start? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Then you can start taking what he tells you and do what he tells you. Relationship with God is very paramount. If it's not, you will argue with what he says. Number two, to help you in listening. Concentrate. Concentrate. Hearing is not about quantity, but quality. There was a time I was working, I was trying to listen to so many things when I go for my walk, Bible verse, Bible verse. I switched off one time because I knew that I was having the quality, qual quantity, but not the... And I would go back and open the Bible. Use just about two, three verses, let them sink into me. Create time for qualitative entrance of the Word of God into your life. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 48. Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 49. Now it happened as they went. They entered. Started, yeah, Luke chapter 10. That's not chapter 10. Is that? Ah, okay. Um, keep going to verse 39, please. Yes, it was about Mary and Martha. That's where I was going. You know the difference between Mary and Martha? Mary was... 
running around. Sorry, Martha was running around. Mary was what? Eh? Sister, the feet of the Lord. She concentrated. She was not busy running here and there. Number three, the art of listening. Train yourself. Train yourself. Mark chapter 4, verse 29. 24. Mark 4, 24. What does it say? It said, take heed what you hear. And if you go to Luke chapter 8, verse 18, very quickly, Luke 8, verse 18, what did he say? He said, take heed how you hear. You will hear more about that some other time in Jesus' name. Uh, the best listener, they listen with their whole being. I smell, touch, hear. They listen completely. Please, as time is going on, spend time. As we enter this new month, uh, grow in the world, and God will help you. So number one thing for you to do with the word of God, you must listen to the word. And when you are reading, remember you are listening as well. Number two, understand. May I start this section by praying for you? May the Lord give you understanding. May the Lord give you understanding. May the Lord give you understanding. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18. If you give me the New Living Translation, I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those who belong unto him. The difference between just knowing and understanding is like having a car and not being able to drive it. Having a phone and not being able to switch it on. Hearing without understanding is as good as not hearing at all. Uh, There's a man in Acts chapter 8, verses 29 to 31. Acts chapter 8, 29 to 31. Then the Spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. Verse 30, quickly. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you are reading? And the man said, how can I? Unless someone guides me. And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him. I will reference that later on. But it's very, very paramount, brother, for you to know that you need to come to a place of understanding. Come for Bible study. That was what Philip gave unto the eunuch. Come for Bible study. <laughs> hey. Old time Bible study. That's why you did very well this morning. You were able to get people to contribute. You asked the right question. So somebody thinks you picked. And you got a lot of feedback. That's the kind of thing we do on Wednesday here. It grows people. Uh, the man got on the charity. They had a one-to-one. You can have 100 people. You can have 200 people. You can still almost have a one-to-one with them. That's the kind of interactive Bible study we try to do. Understanding comes when people sit together and share. Let it be known that your number one bragging right should be Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 to 24. Jeremiah chapter 9, 23 to 24. May the Lord give you understanding. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. Stop there. Don't move. Go back there. Did you see all those categories mentioned? Wisdom, glory, that is popularity, might, that is physical might, or can be bacterial white, might. Have you noticed that those are the things that we glory in? Have you noticed that those are the things that we use to measure how we are doing? What does verse 24 say? 
But let him who glories, glory in this. What? That? And not me. Let that be our bragging right. Ah. He said, I got to know the Lord incredibly this past week. Oh. He said, I've never had that kind of encounter with him. He said, my eyes were just opened. Please testify about every other thing. Beautiful. They are good. They are starting point. But let's add those kind of testimony to it. That might. If I, you pick up the phone, you say, what an encounter. That should be our bragging right. Let him who glories, glories in this. And the devil knows what he's doing. He makes sure that we don't understand. He doesn't stop us from listening. He only stops us from understanding. By diverting us to be in a company with people who don't have understanding. And they so wrong seed into our hearts. Oh, he's clever. Oh, he, he, he benefits from us hearing many things because he also says many things. But from understanding, no, 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 no. Yeah, the Bible makes that clear. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 and 18. Ephesians 4, 17 and 18. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles, walk in the, as they walk in the futility of their mind. Verse 18, please. Having their understanding what? And being alienated from the life of God. People don't get born again because they don't understand the need to be born again. Because he confirmed that to us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are... Uh-huh. Verse 4, what does it say, please? Those whose minds the God of this age has... So that they would not understand. And the thing is so serious that even God allows it to happen. Because I thought you got to Isaiah chapter 6 verse 9. God even allows it to happen for people who are chosen the wrong way. And he said, go and tell these people, keep on hearing but do not understand. Keep on seeing but do not perceive. It's a hard thing. Especially for people who are in the position of counseling, preaching. You speak but you just know that the person listening to you is not understanding. I pray one more time, you will understand. Yeah. To hear and not understand is a curse. That was a curse that was in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 19. Everything they say, just shrug it, and people just shrug it. They move on. Ah, brethren, no. No. In fact, you should hear more than the preacher is preaching. God should open your eyes and say, ah, thank you, sir. Where you got it to? I got three more points after that one. But I will tell you how to understand in a moment. The parable of the sower also comes to mind because it's so much about the ground. Different grounds understood that seed. If you want to use that, better. The word is constant. The variable is the heart that receives it. And this is the answer to frustration of parents, teachers, preachers, counselor. Why is it? It's because, well, everybody don't receive it the same way. And when you are preaching, please always pray that God will give people understanding you know, or else your effort will be wasted. I prayed about that today. That Lord, why sweat here? Give them a deeper understanding than I have. And that's what the ones you quote very well in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 32. That's what they had. And they behaved differently. He said, of the sons of Isaac, who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do, their cheese were 200 and all their brethren were at their command. 
you probably will, let me explain that. Please pardon me. The background to that story, we usually take that verse out of context. Not out of context, but we don't usually pay attention to the context. This was a time when Israel knew that well, people decided to say, look, why should David not rule over Israel? He was just ruling over uh, Judah. No, no, let him rule. So people were rumbling here and there. And trust David, he was not going to impose himself. That's another sign of great people. Don't impose yourself. Let people ask for you. Wait for invitation. Don't ask people to invite you. If you're in business, you can do that. But for the things of God, don't do it. I'm telling you some deep secrets here now. If you need to be printing a complimentary card as a pastor, I'm in town. Because some of you are going to be great pastors. I need to prepare you. So the things I see all around, don't do it. Travel to the U.S. with my wife. One of the leaders there was really a little bit lovingly cross with me. Ah, pastor, you should, have known you, are, you should have let me know you are in town so that you can come up here. No, sir. Number one, I've come to holiday. Number two, I don't announce. So anyway, David was the right man. So he was not forcing himself. He said, God, you called me. If you called me, somehow these people, they will ask, you've anointed me through Samuel. Fine. When the time comes, I will get to the throne. And he did. So people were talking in Israel. Ah, why should David be in one corner? Saul is gone. So they were all contributing soldiers because Paul was a Saul. Saul's family was still fighting him. You remember? In 2 Chronicles, 2 Samuel chapter 2, they were still fighting. You remember? And anyway, long story cut short, so they were all trying to form an army to help him to fight. So all of them, some of them were half-hearted about it. Maybe the Zebulons, they probably sent 500 leaders and 300 um, soldiers and all the rest of that. Because they all had different understanding of where things were. Only the sons of Isaacar had all their men go. Go and read the account. None. Only the sons of Isaacar had all their chiefs go. You know what? It's only those that have understanding that will give all into a cause. You see some people, they are dying over this gospel. You know the reason why? They had understanding that you and I don't have. And I need more understanding. You know some people are being hit so hard in this gospel. Don't go very far. Look inside the house. This church. Look inside, redeem, I'm talking about not this local church. The sacrifice of the fathers ahead of us. Pick the current man that is there by the grace of God. Left everything. Those people don't understand what we don't understand. God is proving it right in this world. When we get to heaven, you even see it being proven more. People that have understanding, they throw everything to things. They don't bother about little things here and there. She stepped on my toe. He didn't greet me. Don't have understanding. Where you are going is far, far more than that. Uh, many a times when people do it, we are too quick to. I mean, oh, where I'm going is too far. It's too far. Uh, you go to hold me down, you will try. And some are, they peddle bad news. Ah, this and this. And no, 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 it doesn't bother me. Because I know where I'm. How do you understand? Because of our time. Hallelujah. Seek the spirit of understanding from God. Amen. God is the one who gives it. Some people are quick to understand. Some are slow to understand. I hope you are aware of that. Uh-huh. Daniel chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Daniel chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. Then the king instructed Hashfinaz, 
uh, Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles. In verse 4, please. Young men in whom there was no blemish physically, but good-looking physically, gifted in all wisdom, yeah, intellectually, possessing knowledge, mm -hmm, still intellectual, and, and quick to understand. Who had ability to serve? That's the final qualification. You must be quick to pick things up. It's going to be one of my points that I will also share with you. Mm. Understanding comes from God. Don't flog yourself. Sometimes we don't get it. When you are coming to church, say, Lord, I'm not going away empty today. I must understand new things. And the same thing God gave unto Bezalel and Aholiab in Exodus chapter 36, verse 1. And if you go to 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 9, where the king himself asked for that, 1 Kings chapter, therefore give to your servant an understanding heart. Who was saying that? Solomon. To judge your people. Give your, he said, and God said, wow, you didn't ask for riches, you didn't ask for popularity, you didn't ask for strength. It's like almost if you use the language of mind, you blew the mind of God. He said, wow, you this boy, you are wise indeed. In fact, wisdom be of wisdom. Before he asked for this one, his father said, I know you are a man of wisdom. You remember that? The father knew his, a modicum of wisdom was in him. And the guy asked for the most important thing. And God gave it to him. Number two, how to understand. Seek the spirit of understanding from God. God is the one that gives it. Number two, crave understanding in all areas of your life. Uh, please, I'm saying this. I have areas that I'm very slow to learn. I, I'm not good in languages, and I've been crying to God. Nobody can be total or under, but let me be better. There are people here. Who, how many people in this place, all of you should at least speak two languages? Most of you. Am I correct? Okay. If you have broken English to eat, pigeon. <laughs> Three. So you're not doing too badly. How many of you speak more than four languages? I know Boma shocked me one day when he said he speaks four languages or five languages. It's incredible. Four languages? Nobody? Wow. Four. All right, that's good. I'm, I'm not in a bad company then. <laughs> That's one thing I desire in my life. I'm slow. Anywhere I travel with Afolabi Otitoju, we went to Zimbabwe. Within days, the guy started speaking Shona. Oh, Afolabi is from another world. If you have been here, wherever you are now, Bishop, you are hearing me. <laughs> I think the guy can speak up to five languages. He speaks Nupe very well. He speaks Yoruba very well. He speaks Hausa, textbook one. And you had all your own three to it. <laughs> And then the man is always speaking Shona and uh, some other. I'm weak in that. What I'm telling the prompt I'm driving home is I would have used technology. But there are some of us who are slowing. Ask God for understanding. Don't just hide. I can't understand. Why not? God gave a holy Abba and basically their capacity. Start from there. Oh, you know, that's not my strong point. Let God get you to at least average. I'm not asking you to be star there. You must crave understanding. Is somebody listening to me? Understand what is going on in the world. Sit down. God, this Ukraine, this thing. That's what intercessors do. You can't intercede without understanding. And you can't progress in the ladder of faith without you. Just sit down. Say, Lord, even fast about it. I say, Lord, give me understanding. Why is this word like this? If you start from outside, you'll be shocked how quickly God will give you understanding about the problem in your family. 
generational problem. You know, most of the time, we just do surface, surface. Why are we being troubled like this in this family? Has God? So I want to understand. And the reason is not so that I can brag. No, there should be a bragging right with it. I know God. But so that I can be part of the solution. And God will do so for you. Amen. Number three, how to understand. Seek men of understanding and work with them. Amen. Amen. I will have to read this Matthew 15 for you. Even if that's where I stop, that would be not too bad. Matthew 15, start from verse 10. Listen carefully to this story. Let's do a bit of study there. And this will inform us of what we are doing. I pray that God will make yourself and I to just love reading the word and getting things out of the word. He said, when he, Jesus, had called the multitude to himself, he said to them, hear and understand. Did you hear that? Not what go, what, uh, uh, yes, sir. Not what goes into the mouth defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth, this defiles a man. That was all the Lord said. He said, here, I understand. Did you see that? Okay. And that's what he said. Not what goes into a man, defiles a man, but what comes out of a man, of the mouth, this is what defies a man. Verse 12. You are looking at it because you know the answer already. But if you were there, you will know it was tough. Then his disciples came and said to him, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? Are you still following it? Go to the next verse. But Jesus answered and said, every plant which my heavenly father has not planted will be uprooted. Let's keep going, sir. Oh, man. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the and if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into God, the Lord Jesus Christ, God in person, threw a little bit more in. Then Peter answered and said to him, explain this parable to us. <laughs> Did you get that? All along, they didn't understand themselves. Verse 16. So Jesus said, are you also without understanding? <laughs> you are coming up by the Pharisees that were saying that they were getting angry. You didn't even know what they were getting angry. But thank God for Peter. Ask questions. Don't die in your ignorance. Walk with people of understanding. Ah! Jesus did not choose Peter to be the de facto head of the apostles for nothing. He had number one character of a person who go far. Teachability. And you can only be teachable if you are humble. Oh, of course, when I see a person that's unteachable, I run from them. Our relationship will have ended long before they know it. And I come across a lot. Some of them will walk in to be helped, but immediately you will see a wall. They're not ready to hear what you want to say. And they are right. What will a small boy like me tell them? After all, I was just born yesterday. These are people that are barely leaving school. These are people that are barely taking their first job. You can't tell them anything. I've told you guys now, when I have my parents with me, more recently, my dad died quite a lot, passed away long ago to heaven, gave me that assurance long ago. Anytime I see have my parents by marriage, when daddy comes around, I sit and I don't talk much. I listen to him. 
Am I not a pastor? Of course I am. Have I not read the Bible? Of course I have. I ask them to pray for me. Do I know a few things theologically? Absolutely, I do. Does he honor me as a pastor? Absolutely. But as long as I around him, I zip my mouth. I'm filing things away. Many of you won't allow us to say two sentences. It's either you argue openly or you argue in your heart. Uh, hang around people. Are you listening? You may not have them there to listen to forever. That is the truth. How did I arrive at this one? This was a personal experience with me, with my biological father. I was just 17 years old. At the tail end of his life, share the deep things with you. I hope you're going to use it very well. He called me. He was ill at that time. And he gave me his life story. He gave me some deep things that I would never have known. And I filed those things away. Those have been the pillars which have run with. He mentioned something in passing. We were rather frail at that time. Lovely, humble man. I covet his humility. I've mentioned that to you before. Covet his humility. He said there are three things he would love me to be. 17 years old. I did my school side then. He said he would love me to be a doctor. He also loved me to be a preacher. And he said, well, yeah, I know that he was a teacher. It would be nice if I could teach. I've done all the three. The preacher one, I shook my head like this. I said, from where? <laughs> Pre? That's sitting with elders. Listen to your own too. You better feel if you're around me. You know this area I'm very passionate about. You know that. So when people say, oh, they say a little bit of little bit of wisdom from me, that's why I got them. I listen to wise people. Seek men of understanding and do what? And work with them. It rubs off. Eventually, in Acts chapter 4, verse 13, this man and this man, especially this man and two other guys hanging around the Lord Jesus Christ, it paid off. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they and they realized that they had the new Jesus too was unlearned. But there was something about them. It's not about their PAD. I would love to get a PAD. It's getting a little bit late now. I look at the syllabus. I say, man, you boys. How many words? Usually 100,000 words? Uh, I have a fair few. How many? Uh, 80,000, yeah. Uh, do you know 80,000 words? You know how plenty it is? <laughs> and it's not a story you will write. <laughs> I say, spare me that word. Children, you go and get that word. Hallelujah. They were learned. They didn't have PhD, but they saw something in them that was more than degree of human beings. But they connected them to Jesus. I've enjoyed that a little bit. I'm telling you things today. Um, telling you things today. Telling you things today. A man came to this town one time. He saw me. Shared with some of you before. A very big pastor in a big 
one of the big bishops in Nigeria, had a big ministry, just came to town, do something, and he had that. I'm talking about 1999, 2000, a long time ago. And he had us a redeemed church here. So the man came and visited us. And uh, when he finished, was going, I was just duty. Ah, sir, sir. In this little place, how many were we? Be 20 or so. When he was leaving and then uh, walked into the door, and uh, just looking at this hapless boy. What are you doing here? Dry place. So we got, I didn't know what we got. Okay, I told him my background, my professional background. He said, ah, really? He said, ah. He said, I did a child indeed. Something rubbed off. What he was simply saying that, you mean, it has been around. Before the third, two sentences, people will show their CV. No, it's not necessary. Somebody came to the church, walked all over me for a long time. Even told me, do I know what I was doing? A church member. Oh. And all of you, you say, a, a departmental member didn't greet you. Head of department. <laughs> he told me, he said, I don't know what I was doing. And he was lecturing me how things are done in redeem, line by line. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> and later on, he discovered that when they went to university, he was another part, I was another part. And my part happens to be the one that is the elitist part. <laughs> you know what that means. He said, but you didn't tell me. Ah, why? If you can't respect me as a pastor, <laughs> let the matter rest now. Nah, nah. Seek men of understanding and work with them. Are you following me? Yes, Give you just two examples in quick succession of some of the things that are rubbed off on me and how people are fed back to me. Are you getting it now? Yes. Finally, obey. Everybody say, I will obey. I will obey. Uh, see, you're not liking that. You're sounding like, I will obey. <laughs> uh, we shall obey in Jesus' name. For completion, James chapter 1, 22 to 24. Go and read those ones. Homework. Luke chapter 6, 46 to 48. Romans 2, 3. Let me just give you Romans chapter 2, verse 13. Romans 2, verse 13. You're doing excellently well upstairs. For not the hearers of the Lord are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the word. You know that for sure, don't you? I pray may the grace to obey rest on you. May that grace rest upon all of us in Jesus' name. And I pray the Lord will deliver us from the spirit of disobedience. Amen. Which the Bible says will walk in some people in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2. Please, may I leave this as a final charge for you. Avoid people who instinctually disobey. They will get into trouble. Instinctually they disobey. It might be disobey the wife, disobey the husband. And they are your friend. He said, I didn't allow for him. For where? He said, I should sit down. I stood up. He said, I should sit. I said, I should stand up. I sit down. Ah. Don't work with them. It's their instinct. You know, there are some people like that. They will have said no before they say, and what did you say? (laughs) It's It's not a good spirit. The greatest weapon in our hand is the word of God. Amen.
Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17. He said, and take the element of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is what? Mm. That's our weapon. And we shall use it a lot this month. That's why it is the month of the world. Did you know where we are going right now? That is why it is the month of the world. You will use it a lot. So we have sessions in which I thought we can do that today, but the time is well spent. Um, I thought we were going to do that today. If I respond, it says some real-time battle. We will say the word says, and you see things happen. Mm. We'll come back to that. Amen? I'm going to have excellent time with that. Amen? You just see yourself do, doing things, not because you have come up with it, but because the word says, jump on your feet with me and let us pray. Hallelujah. Did you get something to take home? Are you really sure? Yeah, I think I've talked too much today, but uh, I shared too many things. I'm not even sure whether I should leave this posting on the website, actually. It's an intimate meeting I'll have with you guys today. I only have this with my leaders. I have this with people that are close to me. So, don't waste it all. Amen? Amen. Uh, this word will work for you. Amen. Say, in the name of Jesus, as we enter into this new month, the word of God shall work for me. In Jesus' name. Turn that into your prayer very quickly. As we enter into a new month soon, in a few hours we'll be entering into the new month. Let your word work for me. Because I will use this word as a weapon in my mouth and it must work for me. It must work for me. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. With all confidence, say, in the name of Jesus. Every promise of the word over my life shall be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Come and pray that as the last prayer and I just pray over you. Hallelujah. Every promise of the word over my life shall be fulfilled, shall be fulfilled in the name of the Lord Jesus. There are words that have been spoken concerning me. They shall be fulfilled. They shall be fulfilled. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. They shall be fulfilled. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Jesus, mighty name, we pray. Rock of Ages, we thank you. The Word Himself made flesh. We glorify you. As we go ahead victoriously in a few hours into the new month, uh, let this Word do marvelous things in our lives. Turn us around, O oh God. And I pray this month there shall be plenty of testimonies in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, take us higher. Take us deeper. Give us understanding. Let your name be glorified. I speak by the word of the Lord. Every business this month that you are about to enter into, you will enter into a new realm of understanding. And that understanding will bring you victory and success in the name of the Lord Jesus. Every parent, every husband and wife, every young person, even not married, you will enter into a new realm of understanding in the name of Jesus. And the Lord will raise you to a higher level. We shall possess 
and Jesus shall be glorified. For the rest of this coming month, the last few days, be with us, O God. As we start the new month very soon, show yourself strong. Thank you, eternal Father. Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, I want us to pray for our pastor. Um, Bob. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk. You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.